Hello, everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the room today, earlier, he's here earlier today, he's Assemblymember Wade Bryson. Wade, how are you doing today? Good morning, Jordan. Good morning, everyone. Now, we've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. The first big one is obviously we had Monday night's assembly meeting. Uh, the one that we just had or the, the one, one that's that we, coming up? The one we just had. Ooh, that was an action-packed assembly meeting. Yeah, so I know there's a lot of big things going on there. And some of them, I would say, have been somewhat controversial or touchy subjects within the community. Short-term rentals. That's well, probably the... That's the first one I want to The stickiest one that we touched. Yeah. Um, it just simply is a registration. We needed to know who's doing short-term rentals and which properties are being used for them. The most concern we got were from individual Junoites that are concerned about losing some of the revenue that they pay their mortgage with. So they, put, they have like a one bedroom and attached to their house. That's the very person we're trying to protect. By having a registry, one of the things that we were afraid of or one of the concerns that was brought to us is corporations taking up leases, buying buildings, leasing space, and then turning around and subletting it for short-term rentals. We don't want that to happen here in Juneau. We already have a housing crisis. And so the the majority of the concerns that I heard is that you're going to limit, you're going to take this away. I can't afford to live in my house. Well, you're the exact person that we want to have to be doing the short-term rentals. Um, you know, the registration was so that we have accurate and full information. And I actually got a call directly from Airbnb. Um, I want to say the guy's name is Brandon. It's in my phone. He sent me a, t- a follow-up text. He was going to get information for me that said, this is what Airbnb is doing in Juno. And he explained that Airbnb has uh, been going through a hiring uh, boom, I guess. And now they have people that can kind of dig into some of the problems that have been created. Um, and even they weren't opposed to a registry. It makes sense for the city to know who's doing what business in their community. And we were dealing with uh, one of the people that called me a couple of times was a person that does multiple short-term rentals, but for people that have their own. So she's the like the broker, and she takes care of people's individual stuff. Well, we even fixed the language so that she could continue operating business in that way. So everybody was super concerned that we were going to be taking income from them, taking part of their, preventing them from being able to pay their mortgage. And that's the opposite of what we wanted to have happen. And uh, people just hear short-term rentals and they are like, no, I have one. We can't do anything to it. And um, registration is a, is a pretty common practice uh, for most cities. Okay. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk to you a bit more that you mentioned is this idea that, you know, larger corporations coming in, buying a bunch of properties and then subleasing. Do we have any, is there been any signs of that happening already? Or could you we, give me some more background on we that? We heard anecdotal story that people were coming in and taking up leases. So they don't even have to buy a building. You can just lease an apartment that's in a building and then turn around and sublease it. Right. That was, we heard stories of that. Better to have accurate information, full information. If we get the whole picture, then we can make more accurate decisions. If we have only partial information, then we're not making the most accurate decision. And so um, a couple other assembly members mentioned that, hey, we might have some regulations. And um, if everybody's complying and we're not seeing a negative impact to the community, that's what's going to prevent regulations, not fighting against 
each other or saying don't get this information or do but it's the impact that it has on the community is going to dictate more of that than people's opinions okay and so then one of my other questions would be, how long has this conversation been going on about trying to get this kind of registration program in place? Because it seems like there's been this idea from some folks that, you know, it's just now come up when there, or it hasn't been longer than that. It has been a little bit longer than that. Um, the situation is less than 18 months old. Um, Airbnb has been around for a handful of years. Um, there were some existing operators here in Juneau already. Last year's announcements for the Iron Man changed the rental market in Juneau. And we literally had people, and this wasn't anecdotal information, this was people that had gotten removed from their apartment as their landlord decided they were going to short-term rental it. And then those people were coming to the assembly and me and saying, hey, I lost my apartment because it's being converted to a short-term rental. Uh, we saw the the bump or the, the big balloon uh, of short-term rental reg, uh, activity uh, around Ironman. And I even advised then that we should maybe let a year or two pass to see what the true effect of this is before we start to try and wrangle it in. And what made the most sense is to get a registration so then you have the absolute most accurate information to make decisions from. Okay. And so with that goal really in mind there that the registration would be able to allow the assembly to gather more data and some more information, say for instance, you know, you do, the program does go through and you get that information and we don't end up seeing signs of there being that subleasing, would the program then still stay in place or would it then be pulled back? And, and I know that's a hypothetical question, but it is something I think is worth asking. Um, I think once this program gets in place and people see how simple it is, they put their name, address, and I think three more pieces of information, we removed the unnecessary or redundant information. And, you know, once you're registered, it should be pretty straightforward. And then that would, that ongoing registration, I think, would would be what would prevent uh, abuse of the system. Okay. Now, the other big topic I want to hit, at least a little bit in this first half, is obviously there was more conversation there about City Hall. Now, I know you and I have both talked this, on this for quite some time, and so I'm going to present to you some of those arguments that we've been hearing sure. that I've heard that are about City Hall. But the first one I want to hit is obviously stems from why, why would we bring up City Hall again when this was voted down last year? Because we're at a, a crossroad of what we do. Um, we need to be moving into new leases. Um, so do we want to sign long-term leases at places that we don't think we're going to stay in? We don't want to be in the Marine View uh, apartment building. We're taking up tw 24 units worth of apartments, 24 apartments, by taking up those two floors. We don't want to do that. That is ridiculous. Um, we've got other issues in other buildings. Um, so the the thing that makes the most sense is if... For some reason, if this fails, we will rent in the permanent fund building, which is the only building that has enough space to put all of its facilities in. We also have massive renovation that needs to be done to the downtown, the city hall. And people keep saying that we have neglected it. Well, it's a seven, 70 year old building that was converted from a firehouse or fire department into city hall and the assembly chambers are where the fire trucks used to be parked so when you repurpose a building you already lose tons of life on that building and now we've exceeded the lifespan of this building it, it came back up again so readily because we need a solution we cannot stay as is 
the prudent thing would have been maybe to wait a, a year or two, come back in a different building climate with maybe a even more fine-tuned city hall, but we don't have that level of time. If we decide not to move into a city hall, which the plan that we have now is a box. We did not allow any fanciness to this whatsoever. It is a rectangle cube or whatever you want to. It's a box. Um, You know, that's all other. Every solution is going to cost more than what we're currently doing. And that's the same answer for a lot of the problems that we face. There's no way to get an improvement without an increase in cost. And that's the same for trash, child care, city hall, whatever, uh, taking care of the homelessness situation. It does not matter. Everything is going to be more expensive than what we currently do. That's just the reality I've discovered in politics. Okay. And then I'm going to have to be real quick because we're going to have to go on the break here in a bit. That leads me to the question of if it becomes, you know, this an issue of where we... Because another issue I've heard people bring up is how, how are we going to fund it? Where is that money going to come from? And how is that going to be allocated? Okay. So everybody talks about money. Not doing anything, not improving City Hall is absolutely the most expensive option. It just hands down is. Um, we're going to... Um, I can't say that we're definitively would be going to the permanent fund building, but of all the buildings in Juneau, only that building has enough space to uh, occupy the 30,000 square feet that we would need to rent. And so we go to a million dollars a year in rent. Okay, so that's money that we will never get back. That is money that is going to private individuals who own that building. Uh, It's not a state-owned building. It is a privately owned building. And so Juno, over the next 25 years, would be giving a private entity $25 million, give or take a few million, right? For the exact same bond, we own the building, and that means your kids, your grandkids, and your great-grandkids will have a paid-for city hall that houses all government functions for zero cost, with the exception of ongoing maintenance and you know utilities and stuff like that. Renting that's in just 25 years will exceed the bond ask and will we'll own nothing. We just won't have anything. And people talk about, well, renovate the new city hall. Well, the new city hall has been assessed a little bit more than $3 million. Do we really want to put 12 to $15 million of Juno taxpayer money into a $3 million building to bring it up to code? That is just, that would be criminal, or it should be criminal uh, for the assembly to spend money like that. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to have to move into our break. When we come back, we'll finish up a little bit of our conversation about City Hall. And then I want to talk to you as well about the upcoming election season. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And we are back with more Action Line on KINY. Now, during the sort of the end of that first half, we were still talking a little bit about the City Hall. And so now that I understand that that during that assembly meeting, the proposal that was discussed, the ordinance for that, I should say, did go through. What is the next steps there that people should be aware of? Um, so the community is going to like kind of give this same, or the city is going to give this same information to the community. Um, people want to react quickly and emotionally and say, no way should the city be building up an office building. And uh, 
you know, it's city functions. We're the only uh, capital city that doesn't have an appropriate city hall. Uh, you know, we did a little bit of energy trying to find out other cities that rent. It's such a bad idea that zero other cities are doing it for other than short-term things. So I just want to do, you know, I was as the chair of public works, I was tasked with coming up with a good solution that would work for the community. And that's what we've been working on for the last two years to come down to a problem that we have to solve. We cannot just say nothing. We're not going to, we're just going to do as is, as is, is no longer a viable option. So which direction do we move? And that is the question. Now, I think we'll, I'll let that sort of sleeping dog lie now. Please. Thank you. And now I wanted to move into another conversation you and I have had uh, many, many a time, which is talking about trash. Oh, yeah. I do talk about trash quite a bit. I'm a trash talker. So so where, <laughs> what, what has the city been moving on with trash lately? So we were trying to get a really defined action. What does zero waste planning mean? And Public Works has had um, a segment of all of our Public Works meetings have been in relation to what are we doing about trash. And we're trying to come up with the options that will... Um, reduce the amount of, of trash that is going into the landfill that is not only environmentally sustainable but it right now we have less than 20 years if we were properly uh, sorting out our trash we could get an extra 10 years of life out of our landfill and that comes from the landfill operators are saying hey we need to do things different and so what do we need to do here in juno so that way we can still throw our garbage away without much thought but without also raising the cost because no matter what we do moving forward it's going to be more expensive than what we do now but we only have x amount of time left to do things the way we're doing them now the sooner that we move into a zero waste strategy or alternative methods of getting rid of your stuff um the longer that we're going to have the landfill, the lower we'll be able to keep the prices. Um, yeah, every solution we've come up with has a price tag affixed to it. And so picking that solution and, you know, Juno's great. When Juno gets on board with something, man, the town really gets behind it. And so my thoughts are now is what does the town want to do to improve the trash trash situation because sentiment trumps strategy and so we want the community sentiment on what we can do for trash and what you know how do you want to dispose of your stuff gotcha and so and what are some of those solutions been i know we were t we've talked about a couple in the past but maybe just bring up some of those again for folks that may not have heard those conversations composting is a great example um lisa and i've been playing a little bit of email phone tag um, trying to communicate with her how could the city help with composting without hurting lisa or could the city improve composting by coordinating with Lisa? How do we, what conversation do we need to have there to make composting easier for uh, Juno? Composting is hard. I don't, it's not easy. Um, you know, are we getting rid of all of the metal through a metal recycler? Are we, do we have a reclamation yard? Um, like I wanted to be able to dispose of some old plywood that was just all rotted away. And the only option I have right now is landfill. Um, and then there's, we haven't even talked about drywall. Drywall causes a lot of the smell. 
Um, plastics, what can we do to divert plastic? And do we have enough plastic to turn it into something else? So there's a lot of questions. There's more questions now than answers, but we know what all, we're gathering all the questions and starting to pinpoint or kind of fine tune into the answers. Okay. One thing, I think I'd be curious to see, you know, because obviously a huge part of trash, you also have to deal with, you know, think about the, the recycling and all those kinds of things as well. Yep. If uh, like a recycling, a proper kind of recycling center has been considered as an idea. We have a recycling center and it is at capacity or above capacity. And so we're limited on how much more uh, capacity we could do there. Okay. Well, that puts uh, one of my questions there. Now, the next time I want to hit, we were talking a little bit about during the break, because obviously elections are coming up, but there's also kind of be somewhat of a turning point is how you described it. Yes, we do have um, another crossroads in Juneau municipal politics. The same group of people got you through three years of the pandemic. Uh, Jeff Rogers, finance director, uh, Roy Watt, city manager, uh, Chief uh, Chief Mercer, um, and there's a list of them. Uh, we lost somebody else, but a, a group of the leaders that helped us get through this um, pandemic, um, and then on the assembly, Carol Treem and uh, Deputy Mayor Gladyshevsky, uh, Miss Treem's gone now. Uh, Deputy Mayor Gladyshevsky terms out this October, and so you had all of this institutional knowledge, you know, decades worth of information on how to operate the city. And those people are, are gone or leaving. Uh, Jeff Rogers is gone. You know, the guy that got us through the pandemic, he and Carol, uh, as chair of finance, um, Carol Tring was the chair of finance. Um, you know, we had hours and hours. I don't think we had a finance meeting that wasn't four hours during the pandemic. And so to have this group of people that took Juno from through the pandemic, we now have like a new chapter. We're going to get new people in the assembly and we're going to have some new uh, city administration. Okay. And then, so how, how do you see that potentially impacting, you know, this upcoming fall election then? The fact that we have all these different openings. Um, so there, it sounds like there's going to be four seats open on the assembly. Uh, the one vacated by Carol Treem and then the other three seats. Uh, Maria's not going to be rerunning. Um, I have heard um, and spoken to Alicia Hughes-Scandies will be rerunning and um, uh, Christine Wall also rerunning. So uh, we know of two candidates that are or two incumbents that are running and we know of two candidates that are also running. But for four seats, we need more people than that to run. Okay. I would say this would be where... Oh. I pulled out my own headphone. That was funny. Uh, this would be kind of the moment where, you know, it's again this moment where you have that opportunity and, you you know, people always talk. People talk a lot. Now, this could be their opportunity to walk the walk, would you say, if they yep. feel like they could do the assembly? Yeah. This is, a you know, having that, that one area-wide seat that has a three-year term and a two-year term, and that's... That's how I got on the assembly was there was a three-year term and a one-year term, and I got the one-year term. And so um, it increases the odds of a uh, non-incumbent, of a can or just a fresh candidate, to join the assembly. One of the rules of running for office is you run the first time to run, you run the second time to win, and a situation like that alters that. You might get to run one time and win. 
Okay. And as the, the chair of uh, Public Works, in what capacity are you involved at all with the election? Uh, none. Uh, you know, we stay away from, these, uh, from the election. Um, anybody that's come onto the radio, we have to abide by the free or equal airtime. And so I've already had Christine on for one segment of Problem Corner. And so if she gets an opponent, we'll have them on for a segment. And um, that's probably the extent. Um, last year, I was an active participant in advocating for City Hall. That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, I did a handful of presentations um, to a couple of different groups. I've really been focused on trash. Uh, City Hall is such a problem that the entire assembly is looking at it. Um, I've said before that it's the worst thing that we're doing in, in city operations. It's the most wasteful uh, example in city operations. So the team's on it. They're working on it. Uh, we have a couple of citizens that are getting together to help advocate for it because they understand the long-term benefit of it. Um, I've really been working on trash. You know, I have these conversations uh, about, you know, trash solutions. And I've also been highly focused on the North Douglas Crossing, which we now have enough money for full design. And that's a big deal. Gotcha. Well, we are out of time, so I will allow you to take this chair from me. But it was nice chatting with you, and I'm sure you'll be busy. Hey, I got an idea. Let's trade seats. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.